This podcast and the following message are brought to you by Acorns, Grow Your Oak. Acorns helps you grow your money. In under five minutes, get investment accounts for you and your family, plus retirement, checking, ways to earn more money, and grow your knowledge. Take control with all-in-one investment, retirement, checking, and more. Just one dollar, three dollars, or five dollars a month. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com/acorns. That's www.autoconverse.com/forward/slash/acorns. From Acorns, mighty oaks do grow. I'm a football fan, and I admit I watch it just as much for the commercials as I do the game. And if I'm going to get up and use a restroom or get up and grab a beverage, uh, I am going to do it during a game rather than yeah. during the game rather than during the play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Joe Webb from Dealer Knows on the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show the Wednesday after Super Bowl 55. The show that week was our third annual Super Bowl commercial review that included Joe and Robin Shanley from Shanley Communications, who Joe had invited. The three of us went through about a dozen of the commercials related to automotive and a few fringe commercials, including Amazon's Sexy Alexa commercial and Uber Eats' homage to Wayne's World with a surprise special guest appearance from Cardi B. From Autoburst Media, this is Autoconverse. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Autoconverse podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Hey, it's great to be here with you folks. As you heard me saying, we just had our third annual Super Bowl commercial review last week on the MTC show. And in this episode, you're going to hear the complete analysis. We start off with the Uber funny, yes, pun intended, play by Uber Eats with Wayne's World and Cardi B. And after that, we break down the provocative Amazon Alexa, which features actor Michael B. Jordan. From there, we get into the automotive ones, beginning first with Cadillac's Edward Scissorhands, which all three of us were impressed with. And after ripping up Volvo's awkward pass attempt, we get into what was probably the most entertaining of commercials of the game, where GM and Audi poke at each other with their attempt to lead the world on EV sales. Will Ferrell starred in the General Motors ad trying to get to Norway to stop the country from selling more EVs per capita than the U.S., and then Game of Thrones star Christopher Hivyu has a salmon fight with himself trying to reconcile while anyone would not like Norwegians. Pretty well done ad duet. I think we all agreed. So let me play the show for you. In the latter half, we talk about the more socially sentimental ads by Ford, Toyota, and Jeep. At the time of the show, when attempting to play the Jeep ad with Bruce Springsteen, the video we had lined up was gone and so were all the others on the web. Turns out Jeep had just pulled the ads because they had learned that the boss had been arrested for drinking and driving a couple months prior. I personally think they knew about it all along, and they at least wanted to get their virtual signaling ad out to avoid a total loss of investment, but who knows? 
To close things up, we spent a few minutes on State Farm's new ad that introduced Drake to the stage with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, followed by Porsche's horrible four-minute Mr. E ad that never aired, thank goodness, and then we close with commentary on John Travolta's dancing cameo from miracle Grow. Enjoy the commercials and our analysis. Before we get started looking at these, Joe, I'm going to um, put you on the spot. Do you have um, any opening comments or remarks to make? I mean, I will say I think the Super Bowl was uh, less exciting than it typically is. I know they had 91.6 million viewers in the Super Bowl this, this year, which is the it's a 9% drop from last season, and it is uh, the lowest it's been since 2006. So you wonder how advertisers are happy with the money spent knowing that nothing really has gone viral, you know, so to speak. Nothing was really being talked about the next day. I've asked even some of my dealers what they thought about Super Bowl commercials for the last couple of days. And they're like, eh, I don't really remember. A lot of people didn't even watch it. And others are like, yeah, I don't really remember. There was a couple of good ones. And I said, which ones? I can't remember. So I don't know right. if how five and a half, five point five, five point six million dollars for a 30 second spot is best well spent. But inevitably, uh, you know, people love awareness. And, uh, and I guess what I will say is, is really dreading going into the Super Bowl uh, that we were going to be beat over the head with the typical, like, doom and gloom, we're all in this together, there's a pandemic, we're with you, you're with us, you're like us. And I was really glad that they, some of them, still tried to get away from that. Now, Robin, you're you're in the advertising business, from what I understand. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just, just so people know where you're coming from, are you into football? Are you a football fan in any way? I mean, I watch the Super Bowl for the ads, of course, but can I say I'm a big Super Bowl fan? No, I mean, a good football fan, not really. I mean, I don't watch it all the time, but okay. love the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously from an advertising standpoint, it's the big one, you know, people pay an absolute fortune to be in it. And like Joe said, it's a risk that advertisers really take because, you never know what the what the game's going to be like. And this year, it was a complete blowout. So probably after halftime, you lost a big percentage of the audience. So you know, I mean, it was it was an okay it was an okay game. Really good for Tampa, though. I'm a football fan, and I admit I watch it just as much for the commercials as I do the game. And if I'm going to get up and use the restroom or get up and grab a beverage. Uh, I am going to do it during a game rather than yeah. during the game rather than during the play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause then you, you always get the replay anyway, if you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's set a goal today. I I've picked out about a dozen, mostly automotive and, and anything related to mobility tech. I'll play a video and we'll each take turns opining on it. And then, and then, yeah, maybe we can come to a consensus afterward and either crown the best and the worst of the ones Done. selected. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to start with. This message is brought to you by Uber Eats. Probably my favorite. Not I'm not. Yeah. Hold on. Got to start all over. Hey, everyone. 
Welcome to Waynesboro. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. As a local access show, we want everyone to support local restaurants. But we'd never manipulate you the way all these other commercials do. Oh, guys are so good. Shaw, that's really sad. Totally. We're better than that. Yeah, we'd never shamelessly rely on a celebrity cameo. Right, Cardi B? Yeah, eat local. Or jump on the latest trend. Eat local. All right. Local eats, Wayne's World, Yummy Town, excellent. All right. So, um, I think just because of age, we probably all found that entertaining. Robin, let's have you. Let's have you start. What's uh, what's your reaction to the to that one? So I thought it was a great intro for Uber Eats into the uh, Super Bowl arena. So, you know, obviously, just like you said, everybody of our age completely understands exactly who that was. But I love how they brought Cardi B in there with them to kind of roll over through all demographics. It was awesome. And, you know, them and the, the gowns together at the end. I mean, you just can't beat it. It was great. I thought it was a terrific ad. It was a lot of fun. I've always loved Wayne's World. They're really fun. And hopefully a lot of kids will be out there, you know, YouTubing them now. <laughs> I I was taking back Car I thought Cardi for for her role. I mean Yeah. Was, I mean she I think she nailed she just it. She did great. Absolutely. And Joe, you, I know Joe? you're a huge Cardi B fan, so you must have been elated. But you you knew who Wayne's World was coming into that, right? So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree uh, with Robin's enthusiasm for this role uh, for a myriad of different reasons. You can number disagree, one, Joe. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, what millennial knows what a cable access show is? Right. Because that's what that's what Wayne's World was. Wayne's World yeah. was a cable access show. Now, yeah, it's a podcast. They don't understand what cable access show. They don't know, and in the original cable access show, they never showed long-haired hippies and sleeveless shirts with cameras looking down on it on on anything. Now, let me say, uh, Dana Carvey will never not be funny, and uh, and Mike Myers is funny, albeit hit or miss. Uh, but and while I love seeing them, and it's not like they haven't revisited their uh, these roles before. It's not like they left SNL and never come back to do it. They sprouted up from time to time doing these things. I had questions about why Cardi B is a celebrity. Um, that's one. I mean, and I know Robin wears those type of outfits all the time. That's like every day. The house, I think she has that same designer. That's what she wears. Totally. But um, I guess what makes me mad is they spent five and a half million dollars to say eat local, support local. They're saying eat local. If they cared that much, dedicate that five and a half million dollars to these small businesses and restaurants that they're gouging for 30% off the top, that they're literally harming to go and deliver food for them by making them take 30% less from these mom and pop restaurants. So I guess as much as I love the callback of the slow-mo with Dana Carvey from the movie, uh, you know, when they go the slow-mo sexy, uh, like, you know, as sexy as Dana Carvey can be as... uh, as Wayne, or yeah, so um, but I will just say I didn't think that it struck a good chord for me. Mm. I think I you bring up a good point that a lot of audience would not know public access TV. 
um, whether they would know Wayne's World or not. But don't you think this was reaching out to the demographic uh, that would know Wayne's World? Um, does it matter? I mean, listen, yes and no. I don't, I don't know if it if it hits if it reaches the audience. Yes, they might not understand the first two. Uh, they might like Cardi B. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't a, a normal match or pairing. They always focused on somebody from uh, rock and roll as well back in the old shows. So, I, I don't know. I, I was a huge Wayne's World fan. Interestingly enough, my stepfather was friends with a uh, screenwriter and director back in the day in Hollywood who sent me the original Wayne's World script. I was like 13 years old. Uh, and the original Wayne's World script was R-rated. And it was probably the funniest thing I had ever read. And what <laughs> actually got delivered to the screen, that homogenized PG-13 version, was trash <laughs> and quite unfunny compared to the original script that I was given. That's awesome. You, you Insider information. No, yeah. that would have been years ago. Yeah, no, that's 30 years later, but 30 plus years later. But no, I didn't have that, but I very clearly remember... Uh, they did use a fair amount of foul language and everything, and it was uh, sardonic and uh, scathing and funny. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I would love to be able to read that. All right. So true. Let's go to Amazon making Alexa not just human but male and uh, a little bit sexy too. Let's make sure I got this right, and we'll play. Here we go. It's just – Flawless, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I literally couldn't imagine a more beautiful vessel for Alexa to be inside. Alexa, how many tablespoons are in a cup? Now, if you don't know Michael B. Jordan, tablespoons in a cup. Are you just out of the loop? Why are you cooking? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. On the sprinklers. Honey, I already ran the sprinklers. Things are getting way too wet around here. Alexa, dim the lights. Alexa, lights up. Alexa, lights up. That's a good scene. My shopping list. Alexa, no, don't do that. Read my audiobook. I was in his hands. I was being changed. Yeah. But I was also kissing him. Honey, other people have to use the bathroom around here too. All right, so bringing sex back into commercials, Joe. Uh, so I mean, I gotta say, this was—I have this listed as one of my favorites. Interesting okay. enough, that I I put on Twitter because, in a lot of ways, it helps. You know, Alexa for some might help people not feel lonely uh, during this time. I will say they cast it perfectly. I, I don't know who that who the actress was. But she was uh, excellent, and that breath at the end that she gives against the glass was literally sexy. But like, I could listen to those two just talking back and forth all day long. It doesn't matter if you don't know who Michael B. Jordan is, because the dude is an attractive guy, and uh, and I think it, it has this weird, uh, you know, sexy vibe between a person and technology, sort of like the movie Her did. If you saw the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix, um, and then cut into that the husband that always has a look on his face like his wife just ordered another back massager from Amazon. Uh, and it just, uh, it's just, I really liked how they cut back and forth between this. 
like he's now the odd man out. And and I thought it was just uh, interesting. It's a nice way to remind you that you can just talk to somebody, have somebody around, and uh, and that you know a small ball is perfect, but you know people can be perfect as well. I like that analogy. So, Robin, when you look at an ad like this, what is it that you're looking at? Where's your mind going from a like a critique standpoint or an element of surprise? So um, I think the ad is, you know, like Joe said, I, I think that because it is about technology, but you're using all of these true human feelings and emotions to relate to the ball of technology, I think it is right on point. Um, Joe, just, just like Joe, I, this was one of my favorites. I thought it was hilarious. I would get an Amazon Alexa if, you know, it sounded like that. Absolutely. And it looked like it. it. (laughs) So I thought they did a fabulous job with this one. Again, the actress in it, I think made it. She was fabulous. Um, you know, she was just so on point. She was relatable to all audiences And certainly, like you said, whether you knew who, you know, Michael Jordan was, you know, or not, it didn't really matter. It's, you know, he's so good looking and I love how they make his eyes come to life like he's electronic, you know. So I thought they did an excellent job, just technically speaking, just the roles that they created in it were fabulous. My only addition to that would be I felt it was over the top provocative, but if you're a minor or a youth, you wouldn't even sense some of that provocativeness that was in it. So in that that sense, I think it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, I think it it works because it's the woman taking advantage of technology. If it were a man talking to Alexa and, you know, like, uh, yeah, some celebrity shows up, uh, you'd be like, all right, this guy is a freak. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's never, he's going to be alone the rest of his life True. because she's always already married. And just the point from the husband who's like, who this? Yeah. You know I mean, like it is, it's very much a, all of a sudden he feels like he's being emasculated having this Alexa in the house. I think that's funny. I think that was the best scene in the commercial was yeah. Him running. Mm-hmm. Cause his wife's in it. So Joe, that's, that one's at the top of your list. So, all yeah. right. Well received. By everyone. Okay, so um, yeah, those are the only two that I would say you know meet what I'd call the the um, technology and connectivity. The others that we have here are uh, do I have my screen up? Yeah, I do. Are um, automotive. Now here's Vroom, Joe. Being in the industry, you probably saw the the preemptive backlash coming from the auto industry, knowing this was coming out, right? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing new for the auto industry. We've been attacked by, you know, the dealership retail automotive world has been attacked by vendors for years and years, whether it be Autotrader, Cars.com, True Car. This is nothing new for us. Um, and uh, and while, yeah, it's nothing new for us. So, And listen, as a person who is mostly very well known for my, like, comedic videos making fun of car sales, I don't hate it. Uh, what I will say about Vroom, and whether or not they short or not, uh, what I will say about Vroom is they might not be the one to talk. If you go to Vroom's, like, look up Vroom ratings or reviews on Consumer Affairs, they have one and a half stars out of five. 
one and a half stars. I don't know a single dealership that has one and a half star uh, rating. So it's, um, you know, maybe it's a, the pod calling the kettle black because I don't think room delivers a very good experience at all. My only commentary to that is I think that's kind of the norm when you go to consumer affairs. You get the complaints. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to find uh, sometimes positive reviews. But that being said, you're right. I mean, no dealer can get away with that. Um, Robin, what's your reaction to this room ad? How does that strike you as a consumer? So I, I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a consumer, I just I, I think it's just in poor taste, to be honest with you. I mean, you know. I don't think that, again, I work with car dealers also. So, you know, we're used to this, unfortunately, and it is part of it. But I just honestly think that their creative team needs to get their own creative. You know, I mean, this has been happening so much. And I mean, Carvana has done it forever. So all of these online, you know, shopping retailers, they, they all have the exact same portrayal of the standard dealership, the traditional t- dealership. So, you know, they just need to come up with something new. I thought it was just in poor taste and kind of obnoxious. In the conversations that I have with people outside of the auto industry, I do f- get the sense that Carvana's message, which Vroom has basically just, you know, re- duplicated, um, it's re- people are, re- are relating to it. People are getting to know Carvana and their, their response that, that I'm hearing people say is, you know, this is great. I can finally get a car, you know, sent to me and delivered to me. Um, the, so the consumers, I think, are drinking this. They're, they're falling for this from what I can tell. I mean, um, what, what right. I see is every previous uh, company that attacked dealerships, it was always, oh, isn't hassling a pain? Oh, uh, they're going to lie to you about the availability of the car and bait switch. It shows you some, uh, you know, un, like uh, some uh, tactics that people are afraid of. This shows a person bleeding from the mouth, being uh, ready to be electrocuted and tortured. That's been there all weekend. So they really amped it up. Like they might as well just show somebody taking a snake <laughs> through the groin uh, in advance of, you know, purchasing from a dealer. It, uh, it made, they, they went a little, they went a little uh, hard, I will say. So let's move on to Cadillac. I'm going to play the audio on this one. This is the story of a boy with scissors for hands. No, not that one. Edgar, you're going to be late. I want hair like that. My son. <laughs> like Edgar. Winona Ryder. <laughs> you got I've it. Always, I've always loved her hair. Magnets of opposite poles can actually. Yo, Edgar. Now, Robin, while this is playing, you know, going back to the Wayne's World ad, where, as Joe pointed out, if you're not, if you didn't grow up in the pre-90s, you wouldn't even know what public access TV is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, is is this a? Do you think this is a new? Um, a new idea and for generations, or or is is Edward Scissorhands in the in the cult pop culture where everyone's going to know what's going on here? Well, I think it's a it's a throwback, like a lot of commercials are. But 
you know, I think the main thing the commercial was doing, and like like you said, you got to remember who the target audience is for Cadillac as well. I mean, most of the people from Cadillac are going to be able to relate to Edward Scissorhand. We grew mm-hmm. up in that area, era, era, era excuse me, and <laughs> you know, we know exactly who that was. So, and and just seeing Winona Ryder again was a great thing. But that's the Cadillac audience. But the other thing that it did, which I thought was, you know exactly on point was just the curiosity, you know, people. And that's one of the things I was looking at some ad age numbers, some ad age reviews. And so, you know, this particular ad actually was number three on their list. And the reason was, is because it had over a million earned online views. So more than 1.2 million people actually went on and viewed this ad after it ran in the Super Bowl. And there was like 61 million social impressions based on this ad. So it definitely resonated. So whether or not you knew who Edward Scissorhand was or whether or not you went to look it up and find out more about it, I think it just related to, to all demographics. People were curious about what exactly, you know, was such a long intro to get to the point where you actually saw a Cadillac. And then, of course, it was, you know, promoting the hands-free autonomous vehicle. So I thought it was a great ad. Do you know how that viewership compares to other commercials? Yeah, yeah. So like the number one, for instance, was um, the number one ad on Ad Age was actually the Mountain Dew Major Mellow Melon Bottle. Oh, really? That is terrible. Yeah. But yeah, based on views after based, the it's, Exactly. So it was based off of these social impressions afterwards because the social impressions afterwards, you know, was literally over 60 or over 60 million. And the reason why it was a contest. Was because, it was a contest. Exactly. So it did its job. It got people online. It got them talking about the commercial. You know, it actually did what it was. But the commercial itself was, ah. Eh. It's just that it, people were able to win yeah. dollars. You didn't even need John Cena in that. In, in, in regard to the, uh, yeah. In regard to the Cadillac, um, just to get back on there, is that is that actor Timothy Chalamet? Like, you're, do, does all misanthropic emo kids look the exact same? Because they cast it perfectly. Whoever it is, is it that is. looks like a young Johnny Depp. Um, well, it is who you suggested, Timothy. What is it, Chalamet? Chalamet. Yeah, um, I don't know so, who that is. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well, Winona Ryder, it breaks my heart that Robin said, it's nice to see Winona Ryder again. Do you not watch Stranger Things? I mean, she's a major there. So, I needed a commercial like this. Okay. So, uh, so, I mean, first of all, while I thought it was decent, you know, it's it's one one of Tim Burton's best, you know, oddities of filmmaking, uh, and they cast it well. Uh, what I will say is that I love Winona Ryder. Uh, who's throwing a football to somebody who's knowingly has scissors for hands? Okay, um, and moreover, uh, moreover, what irresponsible mother is buying a high school child a sixty thousand dollar vehicle? Uh, that no offense, it's not even out for a couple years. It's not even going to be out for a couple years. Uh, one throwback: see how they had nineteen oh two really big there. I kept wondering why they showed that so much. So a real quick, uh, well, not a quick Google search, but 1902 is the year, uh, 1902 is your Cadillac was founded officially. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's interesting. Beyond that, I thought it was good. I thought it was odd enough, and it kept that same weird, theme. Mm-hmm. Came the same weird thing that uh, 
that stuck with the original film. So uh, I liked it. I just didn't know how much it sold or peaked interest for a vehicle that's literally 20 months away. So are you saying that, so going back to your, your comment that what kind of, you know, responsible parents going to buy their high schooler a $60,000 vehicle, which um, I understand he's, he's a child with disabilities and you have to step (laughs) up and pay money for those, uh, those type of situations. And I'm not saying that wrong. I have children with disabilities. So, uh, so I just think 60 grand and it's not out for 18 months. And I just, I just don't know. I I would rather uh, if it were my Edgar Scissorhands were my kid, I'd make him Uber it. You know, make a mover. <laughs> or a scooter. But do you think that makes it unrelatable in your mind to people? No, like, no, listen, Edward Scissorhands has always been a slightly unrelatable character to me because, uh, I mean, he's such a outcast. You know, he's such a um, malcontent, if you will. That I think I called him misanthropic before. He's just he's so disconnected from everybody else in that world. That uh, that's got to be Robin. Uh, <laughs> somebody else in the world that I just I guess I've never uh, really related to him, but I always enjoyed the character from a like fictional standpoint. And I like the fact that he has a child, but now he appears to be a deadbeat dad, not around. You know, you just kind there's of, you a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, so my only commentary on that is that they were focusing on the autonomous driving capabilities, mm-hmm. and that is new mm-hmm. to be a to be a primary focus. And before I forget, if there's one thing I, I think's become real evident, uh, it was through the Super Bowl, was that electric vehicles are really they're they're crossing that chasm right now and breaking through into into mainstream and you can see the advertisers pushing for that so mm-hmm. here i'll go to volvos yeah uh, let's start with volvos here they have three features they're focused on you're not sharing it by the way oh my apologies let me start this all over thank you joe hold on there you go boom The audio is coming through. Yeah. So they're focused on the safety. Mm-hmm. Which I think Volvo is synonymous with electric plug-in. Now this was weird. This is one of those things they they said configure your your dream car for a chance to win. Yeah, but uh, but sure enough, they don't have Aston Martins on their site. So how? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what, uh, and what I'll just say is I love that Volvo focuses on safety. They know their niche. They know what's special about them. Uh, have you ever seen – it's the, one of my favorite movies about advertising ever. It's called Crazy People with Dudley Moore. Oh, I've been never seen it. Crazy People with Dudley Moore is – my favorite movie about advertising ever, <laughs> um, and it's and it's about a guy who goes crazy and he goes to a uh, mental hospital and they start creating truthful ads. And I'll always associate Volvo with that movie because the crazy people in the uh, in the mental hospital 
created one that just says uh, Volvo. They're boxy, but they're good. Sure, they're not sexy, but it's not a time to be sexy with all these STDs floating around all day. And like that is the uh, that is the uh, point of it. So I like that they knew uh, they know their niche, but they also said two different times: if a safety is scored, if a safety is scored, they tied it to uh, football, but there wasn't a safety. So are they now not giving away two, however millions dollars, million dollars with the cars? Yeah, are they not giving away any cards? Are they not giving away because there's been like one safety scored in like one of the last uh, 58 Super Bowls or something like that? Like, so they're just playing the odds. It's like right. a whole one tournament. Much. Yeah, is that what they're doing? Because uh, either way, I love the fact that they used it as a, to try to take people offline, use it as a lead gen model, build out your car, dig that. Very smart. I just thought they were playing it a little too safe with going with a safety. Well, you know? You know, that was my concern with, with that, the way they did that configure a dream car for a chance to win. And my, my first thought was if I'm a consumer, I think I'm, there's going to be some letdown there. I, that was my initial thought was there's going to be some letdown on this. Um, and then I didn't even notice the whole safety part of it, uh, that, that glossed by me. So yeah, it was kind of like, let's have a fake giveaway. Cause we know there's not going to, we're not going to have to give anything away. If there's going to be a streaker in a pink unitard. We will give away a million. Dollars, you know? so. Exactly. <laughs> um, Robin, do you have any uh, anything to chime in on that particular ad? Yeah, that one didn't even make it in the top 10, obviously, on ad age. I mean, I thought it was a very uh, commercial. I mean, it was it was a typical Volvo, um, pretty standard. But again, I think it was a little confusing, even though it was supposed to be a lead gen. I think that would have been great. But I just think the the end of it was very confusing, and it probably passed by most people. That's my sense too. I think I'm with you on that. Um, well, that'd be something we, maybe we can figure out is uh, how that worked for them. Okay, this one's fun. I'm again, I'm clueless half the time, uh, but there's something going on with General Motors and then Audi. Let me go ahead and play this. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> Well, I won't stand for it. Come on. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're going to crush those losers. Crush them! I think Will Ferrell definitely has the COVID look down. It's my daughter's birthday. (laughs) He does. Meet me in Norway. I watched uh, this in advance of Super Bowl Sunday because it was online. And there's like a one-minute version versus a 30-second version. And the one-minute version is considerably funnier. This is the one-minute version. It's going. Oh, really? Well, then I saw one that's longer. Because he says, why are you dressed like a pirate? He's like, it's my daughter's birthday. She's got a thing. And he says, Norway's building more cars. Can you come with it? You know, come with me. And he says, can I say goodbye to my daughter? He says, no. He's like, okay. And he shuts the door behind him and he runs off. And that wasn't in either of the ads. Yeah, I saw that too. Ah, Okay, so they had like an alternate version, which isn't uncommon. Now, am I out of the loop? How did Nor? Because Audi, I'm going to play the Audi one. That that it's like in response. So, Robin, is there something going on that that maybe the 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 ad advertising community is privy to? Uh, No, I mean not that I know of. Joe, do you know anything? Because I was a little confused on how this all worked together. But I loved them. I thought the ads were terrific. But I was still confused on how General Motors and uh, I don't know. But Audi's ads, if I if I can say, they were great. I thought they were horrible. Oh, yeah. 
Maybe I missed something. I thought the first one was okay. The second one was no way it's the best country in the universe. How can you hate this? How can you hate us? Me. I thought he was going to crash here. So, okay, Joe, is there any sort of inside story that, that somebody would have known about? Um, no, the only thing that I'd heard about is that Ford and Volkswagen a while back were doing some joint stuff on, face? on electric vehicles. Um, so, like, I know that, I know that Ford mm-hmm. and uh, VW, like, teamed up or did some partnership to push a, like, a joint global effort towards EVs. And, uh, and then as far as I know, Ford and uh, Audi, the only partnership they have is about like 5G, putting 5G Qualcomm in their vehicles. So uh, I, I really like the, as I said, I like the uh, General Motors one. I actually, uh, I enjoyed that uh, General Motors one. I thought Will Ferrell knows his, you know, Will Ferrell plays the perfect guy of, I'm stupid, but I'm super confident about it, so I don't really know I'm stupid. And he gets away with that role in everything he's ever played. He's got no other, that's his typecast. And he did uh, to perfection here. Aquafina is insanely funny and insanely talented, and they gave him very little to do. Keenan Thompson is, you know, immensely talented. He should take over Saturday Night Live, and they may not have given him enough to do either. So this is Tormund Giantsbane from Game of Thrones. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, you don't know who this dude is. Right. Well, I did see from researching that that, that he's one of the actors in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, he was a he's a monster beast of a funny, crazy, um, you know, tough, uh, redheaded man, and uh, and nothing really phases him at all in the movie. So I thought it was funny that he sort of teared up and cried a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, the whole salmon fight, jump the shark, didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I felt that they – it was – that third one was wholly unnecessary. Yeah. This one, again, he, he doesn't bring much to the The one that actually correlated to the, the one with Will Ferrell was good, you know, because you see yeah. the globe that he had, so you tie those in together. Right. So I thought it was interesting that they partnered together to really promote the EVs. Which is great, you know. I thought it was it was a really fun way to do it. Is it going to sell them more cars? Hmm. But for the partnership, promote, trying to promote the EVs, okay. You know, I thought that was fun. The salmon one, I didn't. You know, I was like, what's what's that about? Well, it's a knock. It's a knock on Norwegians, which yeah. to me seems like a double standard. Because if you made if you if you mock someone about race or ethnicity. Right. It's not, but, but if you're from Norway, you're allowed to like, it's just seems like a double standard to me. And that's, we see it all the time, but I don't know. GM's ad is phenomenal. With mm-hmm. it, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, but it is just so we're all clear. GM and Audi had to have orchestrated these. Obviously mm-hmm. they were in it together. Oh yeah. 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 That's I, so, but Will Ferrell, he's, I thought he was his ancestry or something may have been from, either Denmark or Norway or whatever, because he's named his kids like Anvil or Anson and, and Magnuson or something like he's named his guy. So he has a direct sort of, uh, you know, connection sort of to the, there. I think General Motors could have made 
a more of a political statement. So it's like Norway thinks they're so great with their complete universal health care and the requirement to pay teachers more and, you know, uh, and, you know, amazing medicine. And uh, the fact that police officers have to go through a year and a half of training rather than like five weeks before they become like they could have really beat our beat Americans heads down with how great Norway is in some of their, you know, uh, some of their structure as a, as a company. But I know they didn't want to turn on America. They are, a, they're an American car maker. Um, but I, I mean, it, either way, it could have gone in a fun political way. And I don't think anybody would have minded. Well, a lot of people would have, but it would have had more people talking. Yeah. Would have made a statement though. Yeah. All right. So I think the last three that I have are, I put in this sentimental category. You've got uh, Ford finishing strong. You've got um, Toyota focusing on Jessica Long's story. And then I think this Jeep one's gone. And the Jeep one's getting a lot of publicity. Robin, what do you know about the Jeep ad? I'll look for it while you're talking. Yeah, yeah. So the Jeep ad, let's see, for earned online uh, views, it actually had over 5.4 million. So it was really, really big. And social, 97 million uh, social impressions. But the reason for that, again, you know, what Ad Age was saying is it wasn't because people necessarily loved the ad. There was a lot of controversy in it. People felt like it was preachy, um, you know, but again, it was, you had both sides of the fence. You know, I know, you know, Joe, you're going to talk about uh, the boss, which I understand, but, um, you know, having him as a part of this ad, I was actually reading that the gentleman who produced this TV commercial, who's a big TV commercial producer, has been trying to get him to, uh, to actually be a part of an automotive commercial for a long time. So Bruce Dean Springsteen has never said yes. And because of the script and because of the time, he agreed to do it. So, and he was wildly involved in the full production of it. So I think, you know, again, some people absolutely hated it, but the reality is it created a ton of, of talk and chatter. So... It was very timely, and I was looking for – so Bruce recently released a movie, and it's pretty much a music um, – it's like a, a concert uh, in a barn, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I was trying to find this last night, and I, I would you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole theme was uh, – they basically took the theme of his movie – mm-hmm. he, he basically already made the soup. They just had to change the scene Go in and, and change and the, the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for Bruce, you know, it was kind of like, it was maybe more of like an, an ode to his, to his filmmaking, uh, that, that he had done, but you wouldn't know that from the commercial if you didn't, hadn't seen, and I just happened to have watched it a few months ago and that's how I knew about it. Um, but it sounds so, like, yeah, I mean, not, well, he's dressed nice, but the dude's from New Jersey <laughs> and he's in a cowboy hat. Okay. <laughs> He's from New Jersey. <laughs> everybody, everybody who knows me as a friend knows that Bruce Springsteen's on my list of five people I'd pay to fight. Um, <laughs> five people that you'd pay to what? Pay to fight. Pay to fight. Oh, okay. I just think he's and he's dressed really well there. Uh, I just didn't think he brought anything. You could have cast literally anyone in that role, and it would have been the exact same commercial. You try to replace Will Ferrell with somebody, it's going to fall apart. 
Yeah. So I didn't see, and I heard the whole buzz about, oh, Bruce Springsteen's finally going to do a commercial. And I, my first thought was, oh, I pray to God he doesn't sing in it. I pray to God it's none of his music, you know, because uh, he is, his one song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, is going to eventually make me hate Christmas. Um, so, <laughs> but I just, uh, I'm just not a fan of him. And, uh, and I will say from a Jeep perspective, it really didn't do much for, it's the middle of winter and he's got his top down. He's just an irresponsible, dumb New Jersey guy. I don't want to talk about it. As soon as I heard that he was going to be in a commercial, I'm like, well, I know that one I'm going to turn off. I can go to the bathroom during that one. That's exactly what I started thinking. So yeah, well dressed, well dressed. He looks like you, you dress him different. He looks like an accountant. I don't want to talk. I don't want to look at him anymore. Well, I think this ad has brought up some controversy, and yeah. because it, because I think the reason I think the reason why is because it walked on a political line, mm -hmm. right? Um, to represent a, I think, and um, what does it represent? It's to represent mm -hmm. to maybe carry a message, right? Um, but but if you know Bruce's political uh, temperature barometer, right? Uh, whatever that, if you know that. It's almost like you can see right. You can almost read between the lines. So I, I don't know where the controversy came from. If you didn't know his political viewpoints, I don't know if that ad. Oh, here, listen. It would just seem vanilla. I don't know his political viewpoints at all because usually what happens is somebody, hey, did you know Bruce Springsteen? Like, and I just like I will have already left. So what's your so, thing with him? I don't have one. That's, that's you just it. don't like his music. I, mean, I know. What? Why? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. He's not for everybody. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> no, he's not. I trust me, he's not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, which uh, what was this one? Well, are hold on. So are are we as a group giving the Jeep ad a thumbs down? I yeah. Yeah? Yeah. B because yeah. it was out of context or maybe disingenuous? Uh. Yeah, disingenuous. I would say it's just it's Bruce driving a open top Jeep in the winter in an area where he isn't associated with living. <laughs> well, he has moved west. I don't He's care. A, he is a westerner now. Born New Jersey, but it was supposed to be the middle point. I just want to say, uh, and, and if you're going to gloss over the these other like, oh, if you're going to play that, okay. Um, I will say there's a scene in this. This was one where I felt was really heavy handed. Um, and this is, this was exactly as I expected a lot of these, but look, here's a guy wiping something down. That guy, pause it, go back. Hold on. Give me a second. You want me to go back? Go back to the barber yeah. chair. Ready? Pause. To the barber chair. You ready? Ready? Hold on. After he wipes down the barber chair, oh, he went past it. Did I go? Yeah, I went you, no, you didn't get it. You didn't. So uh, we want right here. I immediately got frustrated right there. Uh, Jesus, you missed it. I'm trying. Hang on. <laughs> go, back more, go back one second before, and then you'll be able to get there to pause. Here it comes. There. Okay. What are we looking for? I know. He's getting ready. He's getting ready to get a haircut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see it now. He's I see it now. Perfectly bald. 
is already perfectly shaved bald. He's got a mask on, so he's not getting anything cleaned up here. It's like, why? He's getting his head shaved. No, he's so shiny. Oh, it's my God. You can tell it's already shaved. You can tell he's shaved already. Like, I, like, I couldn't. And then kids, four or four kids are cheering as their father comes up the driveway with a, with literally one bag of groceries and a 14-pack. What's going on with those poor kids? Do they all they're have not, oh, they are kind of, They're like, not cheering in here. Like, and, and again, do, do they not have a driveway? Do they have to park on the street? And, or, or does the father not live with them anymore? And he's coming to deliver grocery? I mean, I, there were so many questions for this one. Anyway, he's the grocery delivery man. I know he wasn't. No, he's nobody Instacart. Cheers. Nobody cheers that much when you get toilet paper. Maybe back in March, <laughs> but not now. So what, what is this? What is this hand being held right there? Like they just threw that in there between he's dying. the barber. So he's Have some heart. Uh, doesn't matter to me. So, uh, so no, I, I just thought that this was really super heavy-handed. I appreciate that Ford talks about all that they've done for the virus, but no, no, this was this was beat you over your head uh, hell for me. But it was expected. It was completely yeah, expected. And then it's like, hey, can't you wait until we get can get back to being all together and hugging and being parties and all this? And we all say yes, but for the fact that we know we're going to be wearing masks for a while. We know we're going to be wearing masks for a while. So, like, giving that over-promise and under-deliver, it's literally Ford's motto. Okay, so then that brings up something I think is good. And, Robin, I want, I want your take on this. So, you... You can focus an ad on features and benefits, mm-hmm. right? And and ego and why you should buy why you should buy this. I think we saw that with Volvo. It's like here's all the reasons you should yeah. buy a car. Then you got these ads, Toyota, Ford, okay. even Jeep, where they're not even focused on the product. They're not just telling all. a story mm-hmm. and putting their name on it. This story is brought to you by, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any is there any evidence that one is more effective than the other, or does it all come down to delivery? Like, is someone going to look at this and just be like, oh, I got to go. I got to go buy a Toyota? No, no. And and same thing with Ford. I mean, you know, they're not going to run out and buy a Ford because Ford's trying to promote us, you know, being together. It's just a completely, it's just strictly aligning your brand with, I guess, something good, you know, something positive, which let's face it, after this year, that is true. Everybody wants to see something positive. And so that's exactly what their strategy was. You know, they were trying to bring in the positive, the good, the, you know, let's come together. That's exactly what the Jeep was. You know, it's all let's come to the line and be together and be, a, be one. So they all kind of use that same approach. Does that really help them sell cars? No, they're paying for the brand awareness here. And, you know, whether that's Good or bad form, it's been done for years. It's mm-hmm. to be expected of these brands. That's kind of their mantra. And you know, let's you know, Ford. Of course, they retooled a, a plant. You know, during COVID, started making masks and started. So you totally expected what they came through with. You know, Toyota has done these types of spots for many years. This is normal for them. They're paying money for the upcoming Olympics, which may or may not happen. So they're pre-promoting that. So that this is typical for their brand. 
But again, it's just a feel good type spot. It's just helping to do positive imaging during a time where we've had, where we need positive imaging. So that's the strategy. Uh, I agree with that. And, and I will say I, this was probably one of my uh, top three or four favorites. Interestingly enough. The toilet yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, the way I look at it, there's, there's really four types of commercials that they, that they rolled out at the Super Bowl. They, they either try to touch on current topics and, and identify with what you're going through. So touch on, mm-hmm. touch on current events. That's the one. Number two is make you feel something, like something in your heart. And this is number two. Yeah. It's just number four is make you aspire to be something or maybe aspire to be better. This is something where I will say from a filmmaking perspective, extremely well done. The lighting, the swimming in between, like, look, swimming mm-hmm. on in the floors, swimming up to the kitchen area. And, uh, I mean, it promotes adoption. It promotes ability, overcoming adversity with disabilities. Um, regardless of, look, look, even the scene, she comes up her father's cheering her on. She comes up a high school cheering on. She comes up like a, a huge audience and uh, uh, is cheering on. And I just felt that regardless of Toyota just wanted to assign themselves to have somebody that they say, these are the type of people that we all believe that we could aspire to be, then uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I really like this one. This is really good videography, right? This ending scene here. I like that. You even got the water all the way into the kitchen. Yeah. The whole thing was like that. Drug, yeah. uh, going through the cribs. I mean, I just thought a lot was put in this. I really liked it. Robin, to do an ad like that for Toyota, is that like more than a year of work? Is this something they've been working on? I mean, because you have to seize the moment. They're going to tell this girl's story. Yeah. Now that's kind of fresh. So how does that? I would imagine so. Now, of course, with COVID, it's been very challenging this past year for any sport, sport of uh, production. But I would say they definitely, because I'm sure that they aligned themselves with the Olympics a long time before one year ago. So, you know, they've always been a part of that. So I'm sure they've been working on this for a very long time. This was a very detailed, elaborate production. And so I'm sure it's been a long time in the making. And I'm going back to the, to the Cadillac ad too, with Edward Scissor's hands, um, you know, also being like a short film. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, So you guys are impressed with this. Okay. It it sounded like you were going to feel this was, you know, heavy handed and hokey type of stuff because it didn't relate to the brand, but, as I said, if, if you're going to, uh, you know, feel good or do heartwarming, you do it well, and they did it. I find Toyota's advertising is is some of probably the most effective at just constantly putting messages and, and visuals out there that people can relate to, that, that has substance to it, um, and that doesn't... Um, doesn't doesn't turn you away from the brand, right? There's yeah. nothing I mean, about I, a Toyota ad that makes yeah. you go, I would never buy a Toyota. Like, no. I think it's, they, they just do a great job reaching the masses mm-hmm. um, with their ads, and I think it's effective. I mean, Google didn't do an ad this year, but Google usually does an extremely effective ad that always makes me like, damn, man, I felt something. You know, that's yeah, pretty difficult. So, All right, uh, so that gets a thumbs up for you guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, we did Jeep, we did the Ford one. Okay, uh, the last one here that aired, I picked 
Uh, yeah, we don't need to listen to it. The State Farm <laughs> one. I'll go ahead and play it. Um, I like this. I like how Geico and Prudential have these themes and they build on them. I thought it was smart that State Farm brought uh, Patrick Mahomes in with Aaron Rodgers. They're bridging generations. Now they're getting bringing in Drake, who's who's a big sports fan, uh, but he's a musician. So I, I don't know. This is well done. They're building on a good theme. Pretty effective. Robin, what's your thoughts on this? So this was number five, actually, on the ad age uh, reporting. So and that's yeah. strictly because the social impressions were like 180 million social impressions. And so, you know, it's in that has to come from the stardom that's in it, obviously. Um, the the guy that plays the State Farm guy, what's his name? Oh, I, forget. I don't Jake, know. Jake from State Farm. And yeah, Drake. Jake from State Farm. Uh, anyway, he is he is very endearing. And, you know, people definitely know him now. So um, comparing him and putting him in these spots with Drake and all the other stars. And like you said, they 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 uh, had that general generational gap between the two football players was awesome. But. I thought the commercial was OK. You know, it had a lot of stars in it, and that's what created that social uh, engagement that happened after airing. But I just thought the actual commercial itself was, eh, yeah. I didn't think it was that thrilling. But it's it was soft. number five. Number five on Ad Age. I'm for surprised report. by that. Me too. Joe, I was too. Joe, you might appreciate this. I thought that was Bob Schneider at first. I had to take a double. Rob Schneider? That's Rob Bob Schneider. He's the yeah. only decent part of the ad. Well, listen, Drake. Drake <laughs> that's not him, own. is it? Drake holds his own. Uh, Paul mm-hmm. Rudd and Drake. Uh, they're the only things good about the ad. Because Drake, uh, Drake actually does have some good acting chops and comedic timing. Paul Rudd is hilarious. Um, Mr. Discount Double Check Aaron Rodgers is trash. He always will be trash to me. He, uh, he's okay, so that's, Paul won- Rudd. He, that's Paul Rudd. That's Paul Rudd. But Aaron Rodgers has only ever won one Super Bowl, much like Patrick Mahomes after this year. And, um, and uh, I just dislike Aaron Rodgers, and he can't please a woman. And it's well known. And uh, and as a Bears fan, uh, I won't enjoy anything with Aaron Rodgers in it. And I will never get State Farm because of it. So that actually <laughs> turns you off the the ad. Aaron Rodgers turns me off of ever getting State Farm. Who's your insurance provider, Robin? You want it? is it State Farm? No. I switched to insurance recently, and it's been great. All right. Good tip. (laughs) Now, who knows about this one? Yeah, I I only watched this after you, you know, I'd seen some information on uh, this lineup. So now I watched it. 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 Yeah. So did you get through the whole thing or no? Yeah. Oh, you did? I couldn't even finish it. No, it was barely watchable. It was barely watchable. So boring. Yeah, they're trying to steal from, like, the setup of, the show Powder. Well, first yeah. of all, like, uh, I'm glad that they didn't air this during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, in, unless their audience or their target demographic and driver is a wildly unable, disconnected Eastern European hipster or something um, <laughs> that looks like he's going to spout philosophy and tell me why my grass isn't cut correctly. Yeah. Like, I don't know who they're trying to why they're trying to say this person is worth 
uh, aspiring to be like him because he just doesn't have a likable face. He's got a jerk face. He's got a Bono from YouTube, Jimmy Fallon jerk face that nobody ever wants to look at. And uh, and I don't know why they would have picked him. I'm um, I'm I'm blanking on the name. I want to say Jeff. Um, uh, the Big Chill, who's the main character, looks just like him. Yeah. Um, um, he's huge. Chill. Not Kevin Fine. I'm not even Kevin Klein. No, not no. Kevin Klein. What's his name? Jeff. Um, Is it Jeff? Like it's totally eluding me. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my gosh. From Big Chill? I think no, no, no. From the, he was in The Fly and everything. The Fly. Oh, Gold. Yes, Jeff Gold. There you go. There you go. That's, that's they were trying to portray in this. Yeah, when he, when he came does. out. Yes, but like, look, when they look over, they're like, "Oh, look, uh, these women stop just to stare at a guy because he has a white Porsche who stops literally where you're not supposed to park anyway." I just I don't see. <laughs> and look, he's always alone. He's mostly alone. Nobody wants to be with him. So, is the Porsche going to keep him company? Going to have to. Well, Porsche was smart to not air the ad. I know. I think we Definitely. all agree on that. Yes. Um, what's funny is they put all, I mean, they made a three minute film out of this. And it's, yeah. It's not a film, it's garbage. It's introspective <laughs> about this guy that literally, the more I have to watch this right now, the more it's getting added to my list of people I paid a bike. All right, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. All right, Robin, any that we didn't cover that you think, um, you know, deserve some, uh, deserve some mention either on a, on a, either a thumbs up or thumbs down mention. Okay. So the Matthew McConaughey, I mean, you have to mention it with the Doritos. That was it was so polar opposite of his normal Cadillac commercials. And it definitely piqued the curiosity. Again, Lincoln. it was one, Lincoln. it was us. It was six on ad age. Oh, I'm sorry. Lincoln. Ah, she caught it. <laughs> I was curious if you felt a Freudian slip or if you thought it was. Funny. I know. <laughs> well, because, you know, so many times yeah. you see great advertising you're, and then, but even for a couple of months and you're like, I love that ad, but I don't know but what. I don't remember who. Or, yeah, um, exactly. But that was exactly. clever. I, I, that was well done. Yeah. Did so, you ever see a uh, Saturday Night Live, Jim Carrey uh, makes fun of Matthew McConaughey doing the Lincoln ads? And they're so funny. Oh, He's yeah. So Oh, it's hilarious. Um, I will say I really enjoyed the uh, Rocket Mortgage and Tracy Morgan one. Oh, like, yeah. Comedy perspective. But like the certain, certain is better. That's called like in comedy, that's called heightening, where you mm-hmm. just uh, you just show the, the sheer absurdity of where it could go if you take something semantically that way. And I thought the Rocket Mortgage ones, the Tracy Morgan were funny. Um, and I thought Indeed's The Rising that again was really sort of heartwarming and promoting. It, it is one of those. This is our current stage of affairs. We're helping people get jobs. Even their tagline is "We help people get jobs." I mean, like they they can't say it any simpler. And uh, and it, it was really promoting. It shows somebody on a Zoom interview who's uh, aged trying to find work. And I just felt it's. Uh, I really like that one too. That was in my top four or five. That was a good one. How about um, Odie? Miracle Grow. Was it Miracle Grow? Oh, uh, yes. 
miracle Wait. though. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was, uh, John Travolta. I hear I found it. Oh, I, okay. yeah. It was a good one. What I, What was see. funny about this one was, I mean, I knew that I know what Travolta looks like, but at first I thought that guy actually knows how to dance, and then when I realized. <laughs> Then when I realized that was the whole point. Martha Stewart making comments about it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time that was that was the point. I don't think mm -hmm. that was is it. Or... Yeah, this is it. So yeah. we've got he's Paul known. Weathers. Stanley from The Office. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that is at all. I don't, I don't know who that I is. I guess he's a race car driver. Kind of race car driver. I don't know who this person is. Mm -hmm. now, but that's oh, John Travolta. You never would have known it. Just no, no, no. no I, listen, I pick out celebrities immediately. I guess my <laughs> only problem with this is uh, his wife just died, what, like four or five months ago, you know? Yeah. And it just seems a little like he, like your wife dies and now I'm dancing in the lawn with well, my it probably daughter. was. It probably was. I know. I'm sure it was filmed that. before that. Yeah. yeah. yeah what does wife sure. pass away from? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I forget. Uh, yeah. But it, it, it's terrible. It, it, so, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, listen, I, I'll always like John Travolta. So, uh, he is doing some really terrible B movies nowadays, but I'll still like him, you know. Well, that that was the only one that outside the box that I think caught my so eye. Well, the real outside the box one was one from Odie or Oats or whatever. Uh, um, Oatly, yeah. Oatly. So, yeah. what is it, a New Zealand company or something where it's a. Uh, non-dairy dairy product yes and, uh, and it was made in 2014 it was banned in sweden and he <laughs> spent five and a half million dollars to bring it back and aired again and all it is is him seeing singing a very annoying yet slightly catchy stupid song in a field just the ceo just the ceo, just the CEO yep. singing on a old like keyboard mm -hmm. and it's one of those where it's so terrible I talked about it the next day. Yeah. And you go, I can't believe he spent that much money to air that. It's amazing. But it did create a lot of talk. Yeah. So there you go. What, I bet a lot of people went to his website, looked him up. What do you think about this text code? It, it's up the whole time. Yeah. And what stands out for me is, because I know people struggle with texting, and I'm a, and I'm a texter, you, it's not prompt you to text a keyword. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are... I imagine a lot of people watching that commercial are going to call that number. Yeah. Not yeah. Usually you just text a, a code to, uh -huh. a, to yes. do another code. There are That's words what I mean. to a code. So I don't know. I'll have to test the number out and see what happens. Cause that, that to me, that was odd. I, and I haven't seen, thank God we don't see QR codes in commercials anymore, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, it was like text this seven digit number and you're not texting a keyword. So I was, mm -hmm. you know, my mind was like, what's going on here? Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, well, fun stuff, you guys. Um, I think, uh, I don't think the Super Bowl was a dud. I, I, you know, like I said, 90 million people still tuned in to watch it, probably more. Um, but this was definitely the first Super Bowl where I, I literally don't think I got to watch the commercials during the game because, because, because of what was going on. It's just, I had to come back <laughs> the next day and start watching them. You know, I, I watched the full game and I enjoyed the game, um, despite it being a blowout. And I, the commercials were, I think, the commercials interesting enough for me were a little better than they've been the last couple of years. 
Um, I think the commercial last couple of years have been more frustrating to me. So uh, I like it. You know, I always have said sooner or later, like if I ever get any of my fun videos to go viral about automotive, I will put out some, like I'll put out a demand or a petition to get signed by Dealer World to allow me to actually create a Super Bowl commercial on behalf of their dealers, like for a major OEM on behalf of the dealers that I can finally paint what automotive <laughs> dealerships do to the community in the right way, you know? Because I think uh, that maybe the like brand that, overly promoting, you know, uh, Paralympic swimmers as much as that's great and start promoting all the people that make their brands successful mm-hmm. down in their communities. And, uh, and I'd love to be the one to, to champion that. Truthfully, I already have three of the ads written, but I don't know. I, I would say probably all down the road. Well, I'm sure Joe Churro would get behind you with that, and he's got yeah. the resources to put something like that together. So maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll be critiquing your commercial next year. He's too busy making uh, his daily gra- like uh, grateful posts or whatever it is. <laughs> Great being grateful every day. Yeah. All right. You guys, thanks for doing this. I know we went a little bit over time, but a lot of fun. Good chatting with you and, and good content. Joe, thanks for inviting Robin. I Thank you, Ryan. Nice seeing you, Robin. You too, Joe. Bye, Ryan. Good to meet you. So there you have it, folks. That was me with Joe Webb from Dealer Knows and Robin Shanley from Shanley Communications going through the automotive and connectivity ads from this year's Super Bowl. That was our third year doing this, and as you can probably tell, it is. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, to this episode of the Auto Converse Podcast. I am Ryan Girardi. If you like what you hear, take a moment and rate the podcast in your app store and let a friend or two know about the podcast as well. Gotta share the love, right? Today's episode was brought to you in part by Ask Auto. With Ask Auto, you can get help finding the best car for you and your family, communicate with dealers, list your vehicle for sale, and get a free vehicle market report all while protecting your privacy with our free Shopper's Shield. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com slash askauto. That's www.autoconverse.com forward slash askauto, O-T-T-O. And thank you. This is Autoburst Media.